Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to another episode of Sex and Happiness, a show about sex and happiness. And today's show is not going to be any exception. Look, my shows never are. Like, if they don't make you happier and sexier, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I must not speak English anymore. But while I am still speaking English and thinking in English, these shows are about how happy and how sexy you can get and how they go together. So today, we're going to be talking about authenticity. We're going to be talking about really speaking our truth, being who we really are. And let me tell you a little bit about my guest, and then I'll tell you what our theme is. My guest is Adam Gillard. He's an Emmy-nominated, world-traveling Stanford Humanities Center fellow who just wants to have fun. Oh, a person after my own heart. He teaches bold life and intimacy skills and hosts the podcast, Fuck Normal. So today we're going to be talking about fuck normal. How do you be you, your true self, in a world of things that puts pressure on you to be a certain way? So Adam Gillad, welcome to Sex and Happiness. Thank you very much. <laughs> Happy to be here. I'm thrilled that you're here. So listen, fuck normal is so good. You know, when people call me two things, they both start with N, by the way. They're the N words, but not the one you're thinking of. Right. The N words for me are nice oh. and normal. I never want anyone to give me that as a compliment. I'm not nice and I'm not normal. I don't want to be those things. Right. They represent beige to me. Mm -hmm. So how did you get to this, Adam? What made you uh, want to fuck normal? What <laughs> made you different? <laughs> just, to, just to be clear, it's not fuck normally. Just so it's, uh, no, no, not yeah. fuck normally. Fuck normal. Well, you know, it's funny. It's, it goes so far back to a really small childhood. I remember I, I really can trace everything back to being, you know, seven, eight years old, standing in the snow in upstate New York, waiting for the bus to come, the school bus, you know, like a giant blueberry in one of these big puffy coats and seeing my dad and all the other dads get into their cars, drive into New York, work in a glass building, come home at eight, have a drink, have a few minutes with mom at dinner, open the newspaper and fall asleep in the chair. Oh my God. And a wonderful man. My father was a wonderful, beautiful father. And I was like, this is not what life is for. You know, I, I totally get it. He grew up in the depression. He's driven to work, you know, and I appreciate all that. But I just, it wasn't my calling to follow any of the, you know, norms that culture was offering. And so from very early age, I was fascinated by the world. I would just live in the library, back of the New York Times Magazine section, for those who remember that, was all these ads on, uh, this is before the internet, obviously, all the ads on student exchange programs and castles for sale and for rent in Europe. And I was just fascinated by that and nature programs. And I just really wanted to experience life. Um, also, my sister died when I was very young. And I think that sort of brought the reality home that this is temporary visit not to be wasted, you know? So I've just very driven from an early age to, to live life as fully as I can. And um, that's prevented me from taking some of the obvious ways out. Yeah, got it. Like you just, I could see how you just 
wanted to ha- like have fun, have your cake, eat it too, and everything else. I could see how you emote. I think I was similarly motivated, only it wasn't the same exact thing, but I didn't want what my mom had. Right. I thought she was married to a crazy man. I mean, he was a wonderful crazy man, but she gave away all her power and let him make all the decisions and everything in her life. And I said, I can't have anyone do that for me. I have to be my own voice. Yeah. I can't give away my power or, um, I don't know. It was just crazy. So I said, I used to introduce myself and say, hi, my name is Laurie Handlers. I'm not Betty Handlers. Uh, You're, you're, you're your own. (laughs) I like that. Like, I just couldn't be like that. I never married. I never did the things that girls of my decade and age were supposed to do. I just couldn't let myself be taken. uh, What's the word? Colonized. Right. (laughs) Micro-colonized. By the culture. So I did did everything I wanted. So it sounds like you're my kindred spirit. You're probably like some... Some version of a soulmate that went, you know, we we both went amok according to probably our parents, but we were having this great life. Well, I once wrote a piece. Um, I once wrote a piece uh, for Reality Sandwich, which is uh, sort of an online blog aggregation called the Soulmate Con, and I think it's a con. All these people selling, you know, meet your one and only soulmate, your one and only. I'm like, it's such bullshit. We're all soulmates if our souls open big enough. Right. So I, I'm a very big believer that we have multiple, 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 multiple soulmates because our souls are very complex. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's how I meant it in the context. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I didn't mean like I should run to your place right now or you should run to my place right now. We uh, it's really crowded here right now. <laughs> a lot of people. I just had a seminar for 50 men. Yeah, that's, what, that's why I contacted you because mm. I saw the great news and I said, all right, Adam, I have to contact you now. You're doing some stuff with men that I need to hear about. So let's let's hear about it. Well, cool. Yeah. So this was a men's conference called the way of the inspired man leadership conference. And the way the inspired man is sort of my response to a lot of the men stuff going on out there. You know, what does it mean today to be a man who's truly inspired? Um, And there's sort of a political and individual aspect politically. It was kind of a response to the whole me too movement. And a lot of sort of confusing energies for a lot of men. Um, men get very caught up in shame. And, um, and they have a hard time, often, I have discovered, hearing the core message of Me Too. Um, it's mixed up with a lot of, you know, a lot of shaming. Um, and so guys are having a hard time getting a grip on what they feel is positive masculinity because there's so much talk of toxic masculinity out there and there's so much toxic masculinity out there so (laughs) it's definitely there um and you know my response is like hey guys we got to listen like that's number one that's all you have to do right now is listen listen to the stories listen to what it feels like and i ran a summit called the way of the inspired man um to to really bring forward voices of men who i believe are doing positive great things in the world to give men a, po- you know, a, a choice of positive models of masculinity. Some are very involved with, you know, social movements, um, you know, changemakers.org, work with Richard Branson, uh, developing villages and saving the oceans. Some are men's work guys who work on values and rites of passage. Some of the teachers were um, great writers who a lot of people know, John Gray, uh, Arjuna Ardog, some others. Um, but various and different models for men to go, hey, this is what positive masculinity looks like. Mm, right? yeah. And 
So I did that as kind of a, partly for my guys, because I've been teaching guys for years and years. I'm a, you know, I created a forum for men online, only men, to talk about these issues. And, and it was, it's been kind of dispiriting, actually. Really? Most guys kind of get it, but guys get defensive. Um, they don't want to be accused of things that they didn't particularly do. And they, they feel like men are under attack. And it's very easy for people to fall into that victim role. And I do my best to keep them out of it. I say, listen, some voices from women are going to be very harsh because of a lot of pain. And your job as a man is to like stand there, take it. It's okay. Hear it. Don't take it personally. It's not about you. If it is about you, then, you know, there's some work to be done. Right. If the shoe fits, wear it. Right. Right. If the shoe goes up your ass, jump. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, on my podcast, I interviewed, on my, you must know Kamala Devi. Of course. Of course you do. And I just She's had a beautiful. Colleague. She's one of my best friends. I'm yeah. not surprised. Totally. And she said something beautiful, which I've been sharing with a lot of guys, which I think is curative. She says, um, there's a difference between calling out and calling forth. Like some men really need to be called out. There's shit going on in the world and it's happening. Um, um, and some men, I think most men just need to be called forth. It's like, Hey guys, you're probably, you grew up watching I dream of Jeannie like me, you know, and assume that what my, that's what my adult life was going to be like having a beautiful blonde in a bikini. Jump out of a, jump out of a, a bottle. When I call her and I can put her back in there anytime. Right. So the ultimate male fantasy. So I just assume that would be my life. You know, so we all grew up with these images of masculine and feminine and, what relationship was supposed to be like. Um, and of course the millions of movies with cat calling and all this other stuff. So, um, so you can call forth men into their better selves, which is what I like to do yeah. um, without shaming them as individuals or as a gender. Now that said, there's, there's a lot of need for shame and calling out going on right now. I'm not necessarily dealing with those guys. I'm dealing with guys who are generally good men right. who want to get clear. So I created this thing called the way of the inspired man, because from my perspective, and I'm guessing from yours, given what we have in common, um, the way you live an inspired and good life is that you really connected deeply to what calls to you most deeply. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy today with all the distractions, um, you know, just to get <laughs> Louis C.K., to mention another guy. <laughs> oh my God. I know. He'll come back. He'll come back. He, he, just, <laughs> anyway, he had this great piece about those people were under consent, you know, like they yeah. Said, yeah, you can do that in front of us. Yeah. He'll be back. You can touch them. He, he had this, I mean, it's sad. I don't get it, but okay. But, um, he had this great bit about, you know, when you have a, when you're a parent of small children, you know, there's a vacation when you strap your kid into the back seat, you know, in a car seat, and you close the door, and you have this small vacation walking around the car to you, <laughs> you know. But that's what all of life feels like. My kids are grown. But all of life feels that way. There's so much to do and so much to learn and so much right. to hear and, you know, so much travel and just fascinating stuff happening all the time. Much, you know, in addition to keeping in shape and all that other good stuff. Right. So it's hard for men to find that voice sorry, that really inspires them, what really calls to them. Because there's so many voices out there, and there's so many voices out there telling them how to be a man, a real man. Oh, and so, I, so stop for a second there, because I want to break there, and I want to come back in the next sec- segment and say, you know, what, do you, what is it to be a real man? Because right. I've been doing a lot of shows along this theme, actually. My, my show that's 
that's uh, I did recently was like, where are all the great men? And the woman that I'm interviewing says, they're right there. They're right exactly where you are. If you're looking, there they are. But you're not looking. You're looking for something perfect that looks like some image of something. So, you know, like that. So let's take a break here. And when we come back, let's talk more about, like, what is it to be a man? What is it? So this is Laurie Handlers. You're listening to Sex and Happiness. I'm interviewing Adam Gillad. And he's just run a really good and important inspired men's workshop. And he... He's thinking a lot. He's teaching a lot. And he wants people to have a bold life that has intimacy in it. And his podcast is called Fuck Normal. And I love that because I don't want to be normal. So we're coming right back. We're going to find out what Adam's version is. What is it to be a man? Stay tuned. Did you ever stop to think that love is your birthright? That you don't need to earn it or prove it? You just need to live it. I'm personally inviting you to the path of true love, power, and freedom. If you're ready to enliven your soul through conscious sexuality and dive deeply into profound ritual that frees your heart, I'm inviting you to join us for the spiritual sexual shamanic experience. This is better known to most of you as the ISTA Level 1 training. I am regularly leading these courses along with a team of accomplished facilitators all around the world. As a matter of fact, these trainings have taken place in 34 countries. For information on when I'm leading, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com. Or for a full schedule, you can go to SchoolofTempleArts.org. Please consider this invitation seriously because love and freedom are your natural state of being. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? Attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown, take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle. Doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handlers. Only $19.99 paperback and $14.99 ebook. Order your copy today by going to ButterflyWorkshops.com. That's ButterflyWorkshops.com for your copy of Sex and Happiness. If you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response, or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this, because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra, because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts, and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single-dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. 
And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about 10 minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want, please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handlers on the Sex and Happiness Show. We are back with Sex and Happiness. And again, I'm Laurie Handlers. I'm interviewing Adam Gillard. Adam, we stopped right where you said it's not easy. There's so much distraction. There's so many people telling you how, what to be, how to be a man. What is it to be a man? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and there's no, the cultural norms have changed. And, you know, I've been writing, I'm actually in the middle of writing the book, The Way of the Inspired Man, mm -hmm. soon to be at remaining bookstores, whatever's left in the world, <laughs> hopefully by the end of summer, but certainly on Amazon, it's called The Way of the Inspired Man, a book of awakening. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really awakening to your inner voice. And, you know, it's funny just thinking about it, you know, all the way back to, let's see if I get my biblical texts right. Was it the book of Elijah? You can't ask me anything about that. Hang on. Or, or he says to listen to the still small voice within you. Okay. Eighth century BC, um, all the way through Carl Sandburg and a number of other, you know, thinkers, writers, where you need silence and you need quiet and you need reflective time to listen to the small voice inside you because there's so many big, loud, annoying voices coming at us <laughs> from so many directions. So... You know, I created the weekend, um, this weekend we just ran for about 50 guys to help clear out voices that aren't theirs, voices that are no longer serving. Right. Um, how to get, that's day one. Day two is how to get really physically and emotionally present, which are very different things. So, you know, I worked two years with David Data, who's a well-known Roger. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. One of the only people who has escaped being interviewed by me. Well, he never interviews. He never gives interviews. <laughs> um, um, so, so we do a lot of work in physical presence, emotional presence, so that they can be intimate with a partner, um, like really emotionally present, as well as physically present. Uh -huh. And then the third day was, you know, how to really find your voice as a leader in your life and in the world. Like, what impact do you want to have? And it's so refreshing because my experience of men is they're mostly really good, including me, mostly, <laughs> and you know. We don't always live up to our ideals of who we want to be, me included. And we just need to call each other forth as men and to listen yes. to, to wise women calling us forth yes. for our greatness. Yes. And, you know, enough with the fucking shaming and, ugh. I mean, I've been through the dating, the dating, you know, swirl a few times. And there's just so much self-entitlement on both sides. Yes. You were talking about, uh, you said, I think you said you had an interview recently where somebody was saying, where are all the good men? Where are all the good men? Well, they're gay, first of all. But the other good men, um, you know, I, I wrote a song. I used to work in comedy as well. I wrote a song about how people treat dating. And the song is this. It's called, All I Want is a Billionaire Bisexual Nymphomaniac Chef Who's Enlightened. 
you know, and this is how people treat dating. Like, where are the good men? Not like, how can I refine myself to attract the best possible man? How can I refine right, exactly. to attract the best possible woman? And that's, so, that's the real work. So we have comedy in common. I just have to say, I used to be in the LA connection. I was, oh, nice. I was in the rookies. It was a, um, yeah, it was, what was it? It was an improv trip. You know, mm -hmm, sure. Of course. Yeah. So that when in, when in Rome, do as the Romans. So I lived in LA and I had to like get involved in the biz some way. So I, I yep. did comedy. I was like the straight one though. I was like more like Gracie Allen than anyone else. <laughs> I don't get puns. I don't get most jokes. I don't, you know, most people I think who keep their day job. So I was so straight. Like I would like really not get anything. And that would be the funniest thing. So for comedy, standard for the audience. Um, yeah, you know, so actually that's become another sort of big driver of mine. Um, because, you know, I got married young. Uh, we split when I was 39 or so. Uh, pretty amicable, you know, just like we kind of run our course. And, um, and that threw me into the world of being single for the first time in my life. And I just, you know, both of us had this, it's really funny. Both of us had a sort of parallel explosion of self-expression and happiness doing very much the same things. We got into Tantra. We got into data work. We got into relationship work. Um, very similar stuff. We, we have a lot in common. It's, it's kind well, of, yeah, obviously you still had affinity, but you just probably just didn't have like that real big chemistry anymore. Yeah. You know, a couple of kids will do that. And yeah and stress and, and also you know it's not just that though i mean i think there are cycles of life you know there are people who are growers you know i, I assume all your listeners are growers people who are actively seeking to grow themselves deepen themselves and when you have two people growing and who are both big growers it's rare to grow at the same times i think yeah or at the same rate sure i got or it want different things and that kind of thing so it's i don't think it's a terrible thing but that threw me into the world of dating and really trying to figure out dating and um and i had kind of a secret weapon which is how i got into this whole field i had no idea how to date i had never dated right I'm a total loser but i'm a i'm a writer i you know i taught poetry and writing at stanford um and i uh you know i was a film writer and I just, I've always been a very, very careful with language. And so I was experimenting with language on, with online dating and could basically conjure infinite dates because of my use of language and reading people well. And I wrote a book about it for men and then for women on how to use language in such a way the other gender actually feels. Right? Wow, that sounds like a fabulous book. What's the name of that book? Uh, for men, it's called, they're both at adamgillard.com. Um, they're both, uh, you know, online programs that have videos and audio. Um, for men, it's called Deep Online Attraction, and they can find it at adamgillard.com. And for women, it's called um, The Right Man Online. Wow, and I wish I knew that when I was yeah. dating. I met 100 men in Arizona. Not one did I like. For You know, I met like three a day. I would just go, no, no. In Arizona, no less, huh? Well, they, <laughs> yeah, because they showed up as cowboys with hats on, and they had, yeah, exactly. you know, they had pictures of the fish they were fishing for. and the Oh, big, gosh. All their dogs and their truck and their off wheel. Oh, oh they're showing you. They're showing you their their resources. I mean, it's yeah, very. Prominent. I was like, that's not at all attractive to me. If they had the New York Times, that would have been something. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No. Exactly. I want to go back and ask you something yeah. um, about this dating thing and about men and the mixed messages and then how times have changed. For example, when you were saying before, you know, you didn't say I make mistakes. Uh, you know, me too. You said something about, um, 
I don't know, you were talking about men and then you said, you know, myself included. I want to go back and say, you know, when I was growing up and probably when you were growing up, uh, women liked bad boys. They still do. Right. But now what's bad? Because if you're a bad boy, the finger could be pointed at you in any second. Like you could be the next perpetrator that's in the news. Right. Well, let's talk about that term bad boy because that's what I teach. I have a course. Okay, good. I'm very glad. Yeah, I have a, I, I'm very, I'm very big with language, right? That's my background, yeah. my academic yeah. background. So I'm always very careful with language. So I never use the term real men because there are so many different ways of being real. Right. And I, and I never use the term bad boy. I tell men what women really want is a good man with edge, with bold right. edge. That's, okay. that's what they mean by bad. They don't want someone who's doing drugs and they're going to steal stuff from them. They want someone who lives independently, who lives boldly, which is one of the, reasons that when I was teaching dating for all these years, I really landed on this notion of a bold life. And my, my podcast called F Normal, The Bold Life Gilodcast, because I, I really discovered and research shows that women are actually attracted to bold men, men who take risks. So in that sense, a bad boy is very attractive. Someone who lives by his own light, who has his, you know, wheel on the, uh, his hand on the captain's wheel of his ship. Right. Sort of being jostled around by the world, but is carving his own path boldly. That's sexy to women. Now, in American sort of iconography, that's the guy with the leather jacket on the motorcycle um, because it represents a kind of independence. So what women really are attracted to is not the bad boy, but a good man, but who has bold edge, who doesn't live by the norms. Okay, love that. I love that. That's like that should be in Wikipedia. (laughs) I teach men how to do it. So that's what I teach men. And I teach women, I teach men and women a few things, but I also teach women how to really clarify the character values they want first from men before they go out looking. And my, I have to say my online profile writing for women is, is incredibly successful compared to men because I really have got this down, how to pull out, put out a call to character first and yeah. then fill in all the details. But you don't waste time if you set a high bar for character, the things that are important to you in a man, you set a high bar in that first paragraph and you get rid of the, you know, the cowboy. Well, I'm sure they're great cowboys, but the guys showing off their fish and their, you know, who aren't for you, basically. Guys who aren't. Who haven't for, been they were great guys. They just weren't for me. Yeah, not for you. Like but I knew that in five minutes. I would just go, you know what? I'm bringing this tea to an end. Yes, exactly. Because you're no. very nice and you're absolutely not for me and I'm absolutely not for you. Like yeah. not USA at all. Today, USA Today is not a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. So, okay. So I like what you're saying. I really like it a lot. And you do women's workshops too. I do. I do women and men together. I don't teach women's workshops on my own. Okay. I feel like it's my job, but um, I do online. I do, I do courses online and I do men and women mixed um, sort of deep presence, intimacy workshops, connection workshops. Yeah. It's great. Um, I did. I actually did once run a men's group when I lived in Boston. There was a whole bunch of men who had come through my, I did a sort of communications courses and a lot of men came through and they said, we want you to run our men's group. And I was like, well, cool. I know, but I, it felt funny, you know? And then they said, we don't care. We'll overlook the fact that you're a girl. <laughs> and it was great. I ran a men's group for like two years. Wonderful. And I was like an honorary them, but I could give them both. I had a healthy masculine inside me. Sure. So I could give them, you know, what they needed at the time in their masculine in the development of their masculinity and i could also give them like really encouraging and straight up feedback 
and reflections coming from a woman, you know, so it, it they got the best of both worlds from me. No, it's great. That's yeah. Great. I mean, we need to hear from each other for sure. I mean, men and women really need to hear from most each other. Most certainly, most certainly. All right, so we're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what's next. Mm-hmm. You know, you already put in a plug for your book, but I want it in again. And I want to talk about anything that you're like focusing on for this next period of time and how people can get in touch with you and all that kind of stuff. All right. And I just want to say, you know, it's refreshing to speak with you. There's a lot of men out there like really trying to accomplish something with men because men are kind of lost. And and I just, I'll also say, you know, I take responsibility for cutting some balls off. You know, (laughs) I didn't mean to do it, but when the, when feminism first started, we who were part of that had no clue how destructive some elements of that was going to be. Yeah, I know. And I, t- I take responsibility for that. Like I do. Yeah. Um, so I think men are a little bit lost and I love that a man like you, who's articulate mm-hmm. and can write about it and speak about it and gather people can like speak to them, like in a level and a place where they need to hear it, you know, like hitting straight on. So thank you. Really. Thank you. I wanted to say that before we went to break and I forgot. So, um, so if you just tuned in again, you're listening to Sex and Happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers. I'm interviewing Adam Gillard. I'm excited. I'm sitting at the edge of my chair that what this man is saying is turning me on, and I hope it's turning you on. So stay tuned because we'll hear some more. Hi, you know, I want to talk to you seriously about going on vacation. To me, vacation is really important and I want to be somewhere that really stimulates me and really is fun. I want to tell you about a vacation you can come on where you can deepen your intimacy while also being at the perfect vacation. I'm talking about an all-inclusive vacation with a nude beach and a prude beach and an exceptional nightlife. In really fun classes, every day I will take you deeper and deeper into couples, sensuality, intimacy, and enhanced communication. My classes include things like making love in the unknown, making sex last longer, sex magic, and intimate massage techniques. This year, I'll be teaming up with Michael Gibson to offer Just Add Skill for Men and Goddess Massage. He and I will both offer private sessions on all these topics and more. So, you're asking when? October 13th to the 20th. The location is Hedonism 2 Resort in Negril, Jamaica. I really want you to come on this vacation with me. I'm not kidding. It changed my life to be in an environment like hedonism. So, to book, call Tom's Trips. The number is 800-285-0853. That's 800-285-0853. You have to say that you're with me, Laurie Handlers. Please book right away because accommodations are going fast. And this is really a dream vacation. So many times you've heard Laurie talk about emotional release on this show. She says over and over again how important it is for you and your loved ones. Now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. And you can practice Lottie Han too, meditation that prepares you for making love in the unknown. In her CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her Butterfly Workshops courses. 
Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD actually provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order your copy, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com right now. As a sex and happiness coach, I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with a Sibian has personally increased my sexual response, and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience, often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add. Trust me on this. I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N dot com. Or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800-253-6135. And say, Laurie Handler's told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for Men. That's Venus, V-E-N-U-S, for men. Again, this is Sex and Happiness, and we are talking today about, he's saying F normal, but I'm saying fuck normal. Um, And really, we're we're focusing on what's happening today between women and men, men and women. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're talking about pretty much the heterosexual world. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, because, you know, that's just my wheelhouse. That's where I'm more familiar, but no, no exclusion there. No, me too. But it is the thing. Whenever I say me too, I always want to say no hashtag. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me too. My world is pr- primarily heterosexual people. Although in my work, you know, there's everybody and everyone is welcomed. And yet, there is bullying and a divide between gender fluid people and everyone else, which is which has different solutions and different. Uh, things that's not what you're an expert in so that's not why I invited you today I invited you because of the divide between men and women those two those two genders as it's occurring today and hopefully as people become more powerful in who they are in their body they, they got into they'll also become more sensitive and more attuned to people who choose something different mm-hmm they won't be as threatened. Once they know who they are, why would they be threatened by somebody else? There is that. So, yeah, it's good to put that in. So, um, all right. So let's say, what are you focused on in the near future? Or the future? Thank you. Uh, lunch. And then, 
<laughs> then I, uh, a few things, you know, my, I, I love teaching. I mean, I've always, I just, I love learning. My whole life has been just learning, you know, uh, it's my joy. So, uh, one thing when I moved out of the sort of dating world, you know, that was my initial thing. Cause I had to figure it out. And then I, I, you know, several programs for men and for women on, on how to date successfully. And then I started moving really into relationship skills because I realized I'd focus so much on dating skills. Who was it? Actually, Neil Strauss at the end of the game told, uh, wrote that, uh, you know, learning how to pick up women had basically ruined him for relationship. So, which was a great comment and led to his next amazing book called The Truth, uh, where he came to terms with all that stuff. Um, I was never a pickup guy, but I was, I liked dating. And, um, and I think it became uh, kind of a lifestyle for me. And uh, I realized when I met someone I wanted to actually be with and I need to learn some new skills. So for the last three years, I have been reading my favorite thing. Um, what I consider the top researchers, top books on intimacy, relationship skills, masculine, feminine psychology. And I have something called the Smart Daters Academy, which I love. And what it is, is I read the top books because people don't have really a chance to blow through 400 page books. And I do a weekly class. And we discuss sort of the, 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 the most important principles of the most important books on how to actually create successful relationship over time. Um, so that's called the Smart Daters Academy. And I love doing it. We're just reading through, it, I don't know if you know the books, uh, She, He, and We by the Jungian Robert Johnson. Yeah, I do. Um, fantastic books. Yeah. Um, reading through those. Then we're doing Under Saturn's Shadow, which is a great book on men. Um, we're Esther Perel. We do, you know, all the bigs, Harville Hendricks, all that stuff on, and really focus on skills because it's my very strong belief that if you don't have these skills of how to navigate trigger points and be aware of your own triggers and aware of your partner's triggers and play through them, you know, you're doomed basically. Right. And right. yes, yeah, those little, it's those little hinges that swing the great door where things could really go bad. Now, I had a conversation with my girlfriend the other day in the hot tub where everything happens here, apparently. Right? right? You read in the hot tub. You read every day in the hot tub. <laughs> do. And, you know, she wanted to bring up a couple of things, and she was very diplomatic about it, and da-da-da-da-da, and she told me the things. And I was like, great. Yeah, I'm happy to make those changes. I love you. And she was like – and she started crying. She goes, no man has ever said that. Men have always, like, you know, resisted or, or snapped back. Well, what about you? Fortunately, the things she told me were not deep character issues, <laughs> more household kind of issues. But, you know, if they were deep characters, like, by the way, you're an evil human being, it me to accept that. But, uh, you know, and, and it's because I've done all this work and, and understand how to validate my partner's position first before I respond. And these are like skills. Yeah. So if, I, I'd love to play, if anyone's interested, it's adamgillard.com slash smart. Smart. AdamGillard.com slash smart. All right. Wait, we have to spell Adam Gillard because oh, the Adam okay. part is easy, but the Gillard may not be for some Thank people. you. It's G-I-L-A-D. G-I-L-A as an Adam D. So AdamGillard.com slash smart. And it's fun. You know, we have about 500 people and uh, we have an active sort of Facebook conversation going on around the books. And my, my, my job, my mission here is to help share really useful relationship skills and communication skills and psychology skills and get men and women talking to each other. So that's part of what that is. Totally wonderful. Love it. Fun. And then my other big passion is, um, I said they called the bold life brotherhood, which is for men. And we meet, it's kind of a, a one year program where we do a concentrated learning, coaching and travel. 
So back to my childhood dreams of travel. So I'm actually living out my childhood dreams, which is why I like to say that I can teach bold living because all I wanted to do was travel and write and think and read when I was young. And yeah, uh, so we try to doing. Yeah. So I take groups and I, I'll probably take women on, on future, some future journeys, but we went to Italy last year to explore the lover archetype. What is it to be a, a true lover of life and of women and of self? Um, we went to Mykonos, uh, to explore kingship. We went down to Mexico to explore the magician. We went to some kind of magical places down there. So it's kind of fun way of exploring what it is to be a full man, you know, fully integrated with all our archetypes kind of in balance. And so that's something that I love doing. So that's something. That's wonderful. I'm impressed. I'm inspired. Uh, I live uh, a parallel life to yours, which is uh-huh. so awesome. And I just, I wanted to go back and tell you that like, um, my primary partner is also very outspoken and very learned and very he reads all the time. Read, like it was blown away. His one of his favorite authors is Hayakawa, and I said to him, "Oh my God, I used I knew Hayakawa. He was like one of my friends wow. when I lived in Washington D.C. in his eighties. I used to like pick him up from the airport and Aww. take him to hear Aww. jazz and stuff. Anyway, so we talk about a lot of things, but I'm also used to that resistance. And one night he was complaining about holidays, you know, how people have to like be like sheeple, <laughs> they have to do that, they have to spend this amount of money. They have to... So he said, I hate Christmas, I hate this, I hate Valentine's Day, I hate all these things. And so about two nights later, I said to him, I need to talk to you about something. And he said, what? And I said, I heard you the other night about all the holidays, and I agree. I said, but I, I feel something about Valentine's Day. Aww. And he said to me, okay, we can do Valentine's Day. I just don't want to have to do the same. I don't, he said, I sit in a parking lot and I watch men go into the store, buy the box of chocolates, buy the flowers, and they come out with a frown on their face and they look like everybody else walking in the parking lot. Like blowjob tokens, right? <laughs> <laughs> I said, we don't have to do that, but I want to celebrate Valentine's. And he said to me, I'd love to celebrate Valentine's with you. And I went, and I started to cry. And he said, what happened? And I said, I'm used to being resisted. So you just just reminded me of that about your hot tub story. Uh, Well, you're important to him. I mean, this is what you do for a partner, you know? Yeah. He said, I love you. I want to make you happy. If you want to celebrate Valentine's, just as long as I don't have to do the same thing as every other man. I understand. He wants to feel individual and bold. Absolutely great. Totally. Exactly. So good. But it's good to give people real experiences, you know, of what we mean by bold and what's so attractive to us. Women who are, who are used to being independent and used to running their own business and used to whatever, wearing some pants, you yeah. know, are used to getting resistance from a lot of men. A lot of men feel in competition with them. Hmm. And so it's really sweet when a, woman who has her own substantial power is with somebody who just goes, yeah, baby, I got this. Yeah, I got this. The sexiest three words a man can say. <laughs> I've heard so about that too. I've got it. Those are the three sexiest words it seems a man can say to me. Adam, what a pleasure to interview you and be with you. Like you're fun, you're Thank witty, you. you're smart, and you're mm. doing something that makes a difference. Actually, you're doing mm. a lot of things that make a difference. Thank you. I do my best. Yeah, it's great. I'm glad. And I want you around for a good long time contributing to this. I want to talk to you at some point about what I want to do, about what to do about me too. Mm -hmm. I have some ideas about that and I like to do a multi-city event. 
Oh, nice. So I want to talk to you about it because you're like the guy. I'm a guy. <laughs> okay, but I'm for me right now, you could be the guy. <laughs> there are other guys I know too who could also be helpful. Okay, you could oh, be somebody sense. in the California area who... Um, I think we're mostly in the California area. <laughs> I, know, I have people in every city. I'm looking okay, for... Okay, good. I have people in New York. I got people in D.C. I'm oh, looking great. for somebody in Chicago or Columbus or somewhere, you know. I'm great. looking for people to do it all, all together. So I'll contact you about that. Great, great. I'd love to help. Thank you for being my guest. Oh, before we go. Yes. You just kind of did it, but you did a little riff on what I said. You know, I got this. Um, is there any quick tip that you want to give to the listeners before we say goodbye? Quick tip, get skills. <laughs> you know, there's a concept called skill. No, really, I, I can't underline this enough because, like I said, your listeners are all growers. They're people who are self-directed, who change often, who are probably mercurial on some level, creative, interested in the world. And we're not the couple sitting home on a Kansas farm, you know, enjoying their life. They right. enjoy their life perfectly. It's just not who your listeners are probably. Right. So um, because we tend to be very individualistic, um, it's really important if you want to have intimacy over time to learn skills. And there's this term skill stacking I learned from Scott Adams who created Dilbert, who's a really interesting and strange thinker. And he talks about an economy today, you know, your individuality is more important than your cog in a wheelness. And so you have to learn to skill to stack skills, learn skills all the time and your uniqueness will create your value. Well, it's the same in relationship. You've got to stack Skills, nonviolent communication, validation, deep listening. You know, it goes on and on. There are skills that will get you through and deeper into relationship. And if you don't have them, you'll fuck up when you hit those trigger points because right. you don't have the simple skills of, of navigating those. So, you know, keep learning. Keep listening to Laurie, obviously. Do deep reading. Check out my, you know, Smart Data's Academy if you can. And, uh, and take it seriously. You know, maybe you have an ex uh, a reason for this, but you know, people take their professional lives very seriously. They're always learning, they're reading books, but they don't take their personal life seriously. They don't consider the skills as important for some reason. It's I always say to people, like, you would think if you're in business, you would set up a business meeting. Yes, like, exactly. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think twice about having any number of business meetings, but if I tell you to set up a date night or a meeting with your beloved, you look at me like I'm crazy. You say it takes the spontaneity out of it. Well, nobody would run a business based on spontaneity. Right, exactly. Spontaneity is very important. We, we, that's a whole other discussion based on Esther Perel's work. You know, sp spontaneity is really important, but so is handling issues before they get out of hand. Exactly. And you can have spontaneity inside the date. Totally. You just have to set the time. And that's exactly what I say to people, like, I know you do it in business. You've got to do it in relationships. You have to. And by the way, I love Esther Perel. She's like fabulous, wonderful. Oh, been on yeah, fantastic. I'm going to get her on again because she's got way more to say. So. Yeah. so, okay, Adam, this is it. Thank you so very much for being my guest today. I so appreciated talking to you. Thank you. This was really fun. Yeah, was really fun. And my listeners, I thank you so much for being my listeners. I, you know... I love you all. I hope that you're getting sexier and happier. And, um, you know, that's the best. I mean, really, that's the best that, that, that we can do. Like just what Adam said, keep getting skills and keep opening. Just keep opening, opening to what life has. It's fabulous. Thank you. 
This is Laurie Handler signing off for Sex and Happiness. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Laurie and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.